0: What's up guys, I hope everybody's having a great week and I'm super excited about this episode for a very special reason. It's because it is filled with so many real life lessons for a first time business owner. What makes this episode very unique is that we really go in detail about all the common horrible mistakes Entrepreneurs, or as small business owners, we can make starting out. A lot of small business owners are unaware of certain rules and regulations that could really become huge problems in our business. And our guests, our special guests that we're gonna interview, who are actually the founders of Lashcon have gone through all of it pretty much it was kind of sad but funny but amazing that they went through through literally the whole spectrum of everything that can kind of be a roadblock but they still kept going I love their story I love how real they are and I love how honest they are about the industry they're in and about all the advice that they share based on their true horrible (laughs) lessons. (laughs) So stay tuned. But before we actually jump into that, I have something to add that was actually triggered by this episode too, of the fact that, hey, it is okay to slow down sometimes or pivot and, you know, make different decisions than you thought that you that you thought initially you were going to take with your business. So let me give you an example. In my current life that it just became like an aha moment to me, most of you know who've been following that I started my salon services back about, it's almost two months now, honestly. And thank God it's been building and I'm treating it as like a whole new business because we hadn't done services for about two years and we had zero clients. Everybody found a new home after we closed doors, right? Right, So we had to build a team, we had to hire from um, a front desk to lash managers, to salon managers, to lash artists, all of that good stuff. So initially I was like, okay, small business owner of mine, I'm going to do everything I can myself, of course, to save money. Because we always want to save money as small business owners when we don't have a lot to start off with, especially starting a brand new business, right? But one thing I was reminded or I reminded myself was that, wait a minute, am I making the right decision for the long run or am I being short-sighted and just making this decision to do so much myself right now am I just looking at the very small picture of okay this month I'm gonna to have to cover all these expenses so I personally have to do all this extra stuff myself to make sure I don't you know spend more money than I can afford now I had to really think about this long and hard but since this is a business and a personal development podcast I want to share this because some of us need this reminder or need this even to kind of trigger ideas of some things that we do as small business owners. When I had my kids, actually, let me backtrack a little. I had promised myself that I was going to work less overall because before that I was like a crazy workaholic. So, um, so I can spend more time with them. Okay. The balance between my life and my work, um, I always want to keep. So I had kind of made that commitment not to actually work more than three days a week. And then next thing I know, I caught myself working like six days a week when we reopened the salon. And besides that I was working a lot later hours so I couldn't pick up the kids or uh, when I was picking them up I was kind of like messing up dinner times, sleep time and those of you that are parents know how crazy that gets and we don't want that. Um, but long story short, I was literally one day driving after like five, I think I got off that day and I had just committed in our team meeting to work until eight some of the days without even really like realizing how this was gonna affect like the bigger picture. So I was driving or driving to pick up my son from his daycare and literally I was so anxious so nervous so like mad and I didn't even realize why I was like that but first thing is I knew like I was so curious how did he do in school because I just potty trained him like how many accidents did he have is and just that feeling of feeling that anxious like something was off was my sign to myself hey hold on like we've been through this in the past let's do this different like this is my second time literally starting a salon from scratch. Let me do this a little different now that I have so much experience and I know how to run a business. Like what advice would I give to my clients if I'm coaching them? So I literally, as I was driving, it just finally hit me and I was like, okay. I have to hire a lash manager. Like it's that simple. But before that, it didn't seem that simple. But sometimes, and I know we've talked about this in the past, like delegating and trusting an employee or somebody else to take some of your load is the best business decision you can make because that's the only way we're going to be able to grow. And by doing that initially, I'm definitely not going to be as profitable or I'm going to be losing more money as a new startup But in the long run, in the bigger picture, and that's, you know, what entrepreneurs need to look at, it's definitely going to help because then I will have more free time to really grow and manage, you know, the corporation and really be the owner and the CEO and really oversee things compared to trying to balance so many things between like classes, product sales, being a mom, and even being a good boss for my employees. If I'm so busy all the time, if I'm even like, you know, trying to cover to take some lash clients before I hire someone or if I'm just you know bringing in the um, uh, doing the front desk again to cover employees to do lower costs and all that stuff so anyways that was a lesson learned sometimes we need to look at the big picture and really consider is this this is a business and this is an investment if I'm hiring people it's actually investing in my business to really work on the business instead of really just being so tired and not being able to see the full picture to really grow your business so I hope that makes sense but we kind of go in depth with our guests also in the episode so they can give their point of view on that and the mistakes they made well enough about me we have a full-on life story of Paul and Tosani coming up so let's hear it hey beauty lovers and fellow entrepreneurs I'm Yegi the owner and founder of Yegi Beauty within five years of being my own boss I was able to grow Yegi Beauty into a multi-million dollar company This podcast is where I share what it takes to be a successful entrepreneur in the beauty industry. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Yegi Project. I am so excited and honored to have amazing guests who've been through it all in the lash <laughs> industry. So from salon to coaching to lash con, we have Tess and Paul. Hey hey, guys, hey
1: guys excited to, happy be here. to be
0: here. Thank, Thank you me. so much for being here again, taking the time to actually physically drive and come here means a lot to me. And I know our listeners are going to get a ton of good advice and information and education and inspiration from you guys oh. so thank you again
1: <laughs> yeah no we love it we're you're like 15 minutes from us so it's okay, actually really yeah, cool yeah.
0: perfect right this is la's the area to yeah. be yeah
1: nothing oh. in la by the way is 15 minutes usually it's like oh i have to go i'll be an hour and for you it's like oh wow she's like right next door almost yeah, it's that's very why cool we
0: do like 11 or like three yeah the magic oh, hour before the yeah
1: before hour. hell breaks loose yeah <laughs> yeah
0: so, so before we get started can you guys tell our listeners Listeners, a little bit about you. Those of you that don't have already know of you. That's probably
1: almost everyone. No, (laughs) it's it's always it's always kind of fun because we we get to come here and we get to meet a whole new tribe of people because our industry is huge. Like, there's always amazing. We go to trade shows and conferences and we meet people like, "Who are you?" Like, I. Yeah, no one knows it still. It feels like so. It's kind of cool. So yeah, well, you want to tell a little bit about?
2: Yes, it? I'm a lash artist first and foremost. Yeah, um, I've been doing lashes since um, 2006. That's when I opened my business. So how wow, many years is
1: it? uh, it's been 14, 14 15. Yeah, well, I it was in track because it used no, to be 16, 16 years now. 16 years, okay. I mean, you you first found out about in 2005 is yeah, when you really but learned about lashes. That's but, like but,
2: those are the dark ages. Well, <laughs> like, right? 2006. Okay. It was Different, yeah, yeah. 2006 was the dark ages, too. But it's you know so funny is that you look at pictures of when you first started, yeah. And you think you're like, Oh my gosh, these <laughs> lashes are fantastic, and then you look now, you're just like, Oh my oh. gosh, it was terrible, right? Because back
1: then, it was like, If you put 40 lashes on, it was oh, like amazing. No. Like, I remember,
2: yeah. like, I put like 10 lashes on, like, this is a full set, you know. <laughs> I'm the best, yes. I know I'm so great, you know. Nah, and they're it's all horrible. stuck together, just like hey, no, one no, no one knew, no one knew, no one knew. The best we can do because we were also limited in like tools and. Supplies.
1: Yeah, it totally. Yeah, there was nothing back <laughs> was in those nothing,
2: days. Yeah, and so um, we we had a salon for for fourteen years. Yeah, we um,
1: first hired was two thousand nine in the middle of the Great Recession. We we had so hard How
2: did you get into this business with her? Oh,
1: in <laughs> two thousand eleven, you... um, we had an employee basically take a bunch of money oh, <laughs> oh. uh, who was helping manage the place and that...
2: Well, here's the thing. like, I didn't know how to like hire. I didn't know how to vet. I thought that if I got along with him as a client, yeah. oh, oh my gosh, they'd, they'd be perfect. So this person, I didn't really know at all, but I got along with her because she was a client and, and so I signed over all my banking information. It's scary.
1: Just Everything. To,
2: like, it just didn't even dawn on me that somebody would be dishonest. Yeah, you know, yeah. that's the sad thing. If you're a good, honest person, you always see the best in people and sometimes yeah we don't put those checks and balances in place and completely yanky. yeah and that's what happened and so we realized oh there's a lot of money missing and I can't trust oh, no. I just don't know so and like a
1: lot of small businesses I know and I talked a lot of our business owners and they go oh yeah as soon as they, they they'll, something like that happens they go okay time to bring the family in like, yeah, we gotta get people who are use. blood yes. who you have to that live with the rest of your life, so they better not steal. I mean, they, they still can steal, but they're I less like, likely. Oh,
0: joined the camp Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: So we also realized we had no systems, no tracking. So she came to me, and I was in this incredible, successful b- b- career in Hollywood, making millions of That's dollars. Sarcasm. Yeah. And so what I, were you doing yeah, here? I was basically uh, self employed for about six, seven years doing video, um, mostly corporate video, um, vi- um, videos for ministries, for oh, NGOs, for okay. so nonprofits. And and uh, that she was... She changed your world. Yeah, yeah. She came along <laughs> and says, you know what? You really should be, you know, work with me because I'm on the winning team. You're on the losing team. <laughs> yes. No, she didn't yes. say it like that. But I realized there was more money <laughs> in what she was doing. Yeah, That's no, what exactly. I did
0: to my husband too, yeah. actually. I stole him from his Exactly. Yeah, stole she him. did.
1: She sold me and I said, you know what? She's, and also... Us. We had actually had some marriage issues before this, oh, we had major and major, issues. yeah. I mean, we were it was not going to work out. But this is actually one of the things that <laughs> brought actually us together. together, yeah. Oh, wow. Because for her, she has sacrificed for me in my early years because I want to be a writer, which just says a lot about how long suffering you are. Oh, um, I want to be a writer, and, be, <laughs> and be, that's so what, that's <laughs> why we moved to LA to be a screenwriter, all this stuff, and, and, we and we're struggling, and we're and we struggling, were struggling and really and it
2: bad. Became a pattern for like fifteen years, and I was just like done. I I am done with this job. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go out. I'm going <laughs> to do this all myself. I'm going to make a living for my family. I'm going to yeah. provide for my kids. And I realized I mean, I had the ambition, I had the determination, but in terms of execution, of course, like I ran into Sometimes some it's harder it's than hard. and, and And so I said, please help me me. yeah
1: so I in 2011 I quit my what I was doing I basically walked away from the film industry and I went and joined her and we basically I took over all the business side because she hated that stuff yeah you know
0: when you're an artsy person the business side is just not fun and it doesn't come naturally Yeah. Yeah. it's very rare where you can like love both yeah
1: and funny thing I didn't even know anything about business either (laughs) I was like I'll do business I was an artist myself at the time I'm like I want to be a writer. I want want to be a filmmaker. I want to do all these things. So when I came and joined her, I had to learn about business. And that's where, you know, it there was a lot of learning we we we've I always like to say we probably screwed up everything more than any other person yeah. with we business but did.
0: that's the best way to learn yeah. Honestly, it's I it's painful had a business background so um well not a background education I never okay. worked um I never had experience running a business when yeah. I opened my salon I was like yeah oh, this is easy yeah. yeah but I did at least have my master's degree in business so I oh wow like, I know what I'm doing yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so different I had no idea what I was doing still yeah I thought I could open the salon I'm gonna Hire people. It's gonna run itself. I'm just gonna sit back, collect
2: the money. No, no, No. no,
0: no,
1: no.
2: it's it's kind of like learning to read, learning to swim from reading a book. Like, oh, I think I got it. I got it. But when you actually get into the water, and you're like oh my goodness yeah i'm drowning
1: yeah
0: (laughs) i personally enjoyed the mistakes and kind of the up and down i saw it as a project to kind of grow as a person and as an entrepreneur i don't know how you guys felt about it but it was i would secretly like cry and then get excited that i'm figuring
1: it's both it is both because there are moments where you just want to die because you just feel so hopeless like I don't know what to do and then but once you begin to figure it out there is also great joy like oh I cracked the code I yes. solved it I figured out how to make this work and so yeah and it I kind think, of
0: build your confidence a little bit yeah. like okay I went over through this small hurdle now I can do Absolutely. the next next thing that's a challenge
1: and, yeah. and I guess it's like anything when you first start you're just you have to be okay being a beginner and be okay not knowing be okay sucking and, and just <laughs> be okay with that and just accept and embrace it knowing that the experience will come like for me interviewing like a thing i didn't know anything about i remember my first day in the job i walk into the office for the test and Tess goes oh by the way you're interviewing someone today and i'm like what i never interviewed anyone in my life i'm like i have no idea what questions to ask and so
2: i sat down with her i'm just like hey no. No. <laughs> no, and and it was you talking.
1: talking I know. The I the think I talked time. the whole time.
2: <laughs> and then you'd know, be like, "Yeah, I think this person is good." And then I'd meet with them and I'd be like, "What? What are you thinking?"
1: Are I said, "Well, well the first person we was we did hire her actually, I, but that's said, know,
2: I know. But you became uh, better. the bottom line is that you became better yeah. because you realized." The things to look for, yeah. and also to slow it down to not be talking like to convince no. them to work. To I always
1: wanted yes. to convince everyone to join our team. I was like the coach, the, the cheerleader, like, "Hey, we're amazing! Look at all these cool things there in I our know. company." Honestly, and I and the employees like, of that too. "Yeah, well, because we're so excited about our business, right? Uh-huh. We love our business. We think we've created the best thing in the world. So you're
0: so excited! Yeah, you want to tell and, about yeah. it? And like I said, if you're honestly a truly a good person and you you and you see the good in people, a lot yeah. of people naturally want to see the Best, so that I've made I that know, mistake too. I've done. Give me whoever you want. Like yeah. it's okay. Like, Why, I of, yeah. like I won't see any of I won't see any of your fault. I'm just gonna coach you, train you. You're gonna be the best.
1: Yeah, everyone will be the best. So <laughs> that was the thing. My first day in the job, I didn't know how the interview. I did horrible job, <laughs> and it took me many years. Where now I feel like, oh gosh, if I if you did the impromptu interview, I. Nail it. I'd and you be able to you know exactly
0: know. who you're looking for. That'll be a good yeah. fit for your your position or what it is. I mean,
1: so. I think well, a good example last time we hired nine people. It was temporary, but I mean, really, nine people? They were all all stars. It was amazing. Okay. I like wow. I've never hired nine people like in a three week four week period and went. Oh, they're all good. They're all the right people.
2: But I have to tell you, those skills were hard one. I mean, we, yeah. we we paid dearly yeah. for. The mistakes. yeah.
1: We hired a lot of wrong people over the years, we made a lot of mistakes, and this, That's by the way, the best just,
2: way to learn though.
0: So, what advice would you guys give somebody who's new and is kind of in that boat? Because I yeah. know a lot of people are also in a small business, we're afraid to trust somebody with our baby, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and we talked about the trust a little bit, so but it's we have to, like, yeah, we have to if you want them. to grow, exactly. If
1: you want to grow, we have
0: to find a way to get the right people in the right positions and, and give them our absolute trust. Of course, unless like they do something for us to, yeah, trust. <laughs> but uh, what advice would you guys give to our listeners in regards to that?
1: As far as um, building or starting that, like, hiring type yeah, stuff like and all that, your yeah, team. yeah, building a mm-hmm. team for me, the biggest thing is really building a process. I mean, like everything in business, it's always about systems, right? And we built a, a nine-step hiring process that was very thorough, that was meant to really vet people and to frustrate people. Because <laughs> I didn't want just anyone to join my team. I only wanted really solid players to join my team. And that was, the old way of doing it is I would hire someone like after just like 20 minutes with them, I like, had hey, they're cool they like seem fine. yeah they seem <laughs> fine let's bring them on board you know and and then I realized okay, that's not working because too many of these people and by the way, I always blame myself when we hired wrong in the old days, I would blame blamed employee ah they're a bad employee no no, no when it's my job to find the right person and put them in the right position and let them succeed it's not their job yes. and i think a lot of times when you're younger and you're just hiring you tend to we like to blame the employee and go ah oh, they they were lazy they didn't care they, just they weren't don't know. motivated What's wrong
2: with be- people these like, days you know if i'm not there it doesn't run right yeah well that's
1: that's on that's, you because you call. built the ship exactly and, and you whatever, have to yeah. have the
2: right systems in
0: place and train them but then give them the freedom to run with it. Yeah, yeah, and that's
1: the big thing is training them because a lot of people in the last industry I know don't train their staff. They hire them and they hope a trainer trained them, <laughs> but they themselves aren't going to do a lot. Take a lot of time to train he, them.
2: This was what I did at first. Like I wanted somebody that was like a clone of me, so I didn't want to <laughs> have to. I, yeah, you know, I just not that so much. In yeah, the past. right. Yeah,
1: we all I didn't dream about.
2: To tell them how to interact with people, I wanted them to have the personality to do it. And I, you know, like oh, I get along with you. You're great. You're fantastic with people. go, (laughs) go and do because I've got my clients right here and what I didn't realize is that I wasn't hiring people so that they could just take over and do the services. I mean, those people still need training too. Mm -hmm. Because if I didn't pour into them, what do they have? Why do they have any interest in staying with me? Exactly. So it wasn't like I was building other people's business. They were building it within mine.
1: People don't care until they know how much you care, right? Right. So if you don't care for them, they're not going to care back. They're not going to care about the business. They're just going to do their own thing and one or two years leave and go build their own business because you didn't invest in them. And that's a really a key part of staff retention is investing in your team and really training them. And I remember every almost a 100% of the people I interviewed, and I interviewed probably hundreds of people over a period of like um, eight years, I think maybe one or two had got training from, their, from the previous oh, wow. employer. Almost every time I would sit down and go, so tell me about where you work. They go, I work here. Okay, so what kind of training do you get? And they'd be like, training? I I I don't. I never got trained. Or the only training they got was like, well I got two days of training like in the beginning like when I first got there. I got two days of training and then they kind of left me on my own. So you had no ongoing train, no ongoing train, no yearly training, no monthly training. No, no nothing. No onboarding. Like oh. no getting them ramped up like to understand how the company does business and so the
2: company mindset what are our this, values
1: and this is what we did we didn't have that in the very beginning right. and then we began to realize we developed a whole training program so that we would once a month train our staff and we would always shut down the business oh, to really that. make mm-hmm. sure engage and give them sales and this training was for and the salon. salon yeah this would yeah. be we'd do them sales training product training uh, customer service training um
2: team building type stuff reviews we we were working on them uh uh, their personal goals and what i didn't realize in the beginning is that that care for the employees for the staff is a full-time job yeah so yeah i was hoping that i was just going to hire people and they would take it off so that i could take care of my clients but no so what i didn't realize is that you have two full-time jobs your clients yourself, and then building the business. And then if you're a mother, that's another full-time job. Something's got (laughs) to give. Something gives, yeah. (laughs) Something's got to give. So I encourage new lash artists. Lots of times they think, oh, one day I'm going to have a storefront, and one day I'm going to have all these employees. And that's great you know that's a great goal if you've got those skills and you know what it's going to take if it's right for if you if it's yeah. right for you but it might not you might not have those skills yeah so don't dream in the you don't have that doesn't have to be the end goal for you you I, can have yes. something else as your end goal
1: I think most artists are not built to be salon owners I think that they maybe could be trainers <laughs> More they could be
0: like, most Um, I want to say just most people we can generalize it to not only for lashes or not even for but, beauty yeah. I think most people are not meant or they don't care to be entrepreneurs mm-hmm. yeah. sometimes we kind of are promoted or we uh, like we glamorize the, it yeah, right yeah glamorize, glamorize it, it. Mm-hmm. but um sometimes like even now that i have two little kids sometimes i question them myself i'm like do i really want to be doing this you yeah. know cuz it does take so much and it always takes so it takes the right person we talk yeah. about mm-hmm. it's not for everybody yeah but um and for some people too one day do get what you know it is to be that business owner. That's when they realize, oh, this this may not be right for me. You know? Yeah, I mean, I'd much rather just rent my own little studio, mm-hmm. do my own thing, make yeah. almost as much money. I make more. Probably, <laughs> probably Actually, most owners more. I know,
1: when they go from being a full time owner or worth solo to where they hire three or four staff, almost everyone I've asked said I make I made less money. We made less. Yeah, no, you. We made less. We we yeah. gave ourselves a huge pay, pay raise when you basically closed the salon. Mm-hmm. So yes. I mean, it's not un- unusual. to see that. The grass is not greener. That's what
2: I want to tell people. And
1: so, yeah, salon ownership is wonderful. I'm not going to say it's bad, but at the same time there is a price and it is hard and it's not for everyone. And
0: you want to make sure you're prepared for it and you have the reality of it. And I will say you have the right tools and right people to coach you and help you through the process. So, like you guys said, so you don't make the same mistakes. Like We don't have to recreate the wheel. We can learn from other people. um, But for me, because again, this Podcast is a lot about personal and um, business development, so I do encourage people to become entrepreneurs, but yeah. do it the the right way, the right, right? Way. and then see if. A certain thing is not right for you, like owning the full salon and having all that yeah. pressure in your on your shoulders. Maybe you could be an entrepreneur just for yourself and have an assistant, for yeah. example. Right? Absolutely. Um, but with that said, too, like I don't want to discourage people from it either. It's a no. lot of hard work. But if you feel like you might be the right person, definitely yeah. take business classes. Have, yeah. Try to find a coach. Mm-hmm. Um, that's I don't know, that's, prepare, the that's the work find key. Work on yourself. A
1: coach. Some find coach. some people that have been there before you. For us, our business was hugely unprofitable until we finally brought in a coach company called Strategy. So let's.
0: Sorry, I'm yeah. gonna cut you off for a little bit. So kind of take us on a quick timeline of your journey from last yeah. bringing him on. Oh Yeah, we didn't finish salon. all that. Yeah. yeah so yeah, the yeah, salon yeah. is um, now kind of there. You guys are losing money. It's difficult. Yeah. Hiring new people.
1: So 2011, I jump on and we quickly go. I mean, we were you were low profitable before that, but we quickly go to being unprofitable. <laughs> uh, and, and part of that was we in 20. I think it was 2012 was the year that we tested. Like, I, I want. to I don't want to be doing last. Year's all the time. I want to be helping work in my business not j- or on my business not just of in my course. business. So we take her off the floor. <laughs> We're like, okay, to is just gonna work two days a week or something yeah, like that because, yeah. of course, we don't understand numbers at this point. We don't realize so much of her salary and so much of what she's it's making hers. is paying for the bills of the business because we're paying fifty six percent commission rates, which are unsustainable in, in any industry, but yeah. in our business, there's for so sure. Much
0: more cost oh. that people don't see. You know, yeah. they they're like, oh, you're charging the clients this much, so I, I get half. I get I half, half. You're yeah. walking away with half. Yes, of that. but they don't realize the advertising costs, the um, other like. Employee costs. Ex- the yeah, the extra, yeah, the taxes, everything. you
1: know, all the things. So any of that said, we quickly, when we took off the floor, we quickly <laughs> went like, just whoa. went to negative. And we're like, and what? We're, what, what, what's understand. going on? And if we didn't understand that, you know, this whole concept of, hours like you only have so many hours you can sell in your business every month so we had at that time five staff plus us we had like six people working 40 hours a week so six times 40 is 200, what 240 hours a week we could sell and then we had another two for over four weeks so that's a little like little less than a thousand hours now we didn't understand that concept like okay you can plan a budget off that once you know how many hours you averagely sell every month then you know how much revenue you're gonna bring in and then you can budget accordingly but yeah, we didn't know any of
0: realistic. that yeah
1: so we didn't understand we just took our hours off so that's it's like we went from a thousand hours down to eight hundred hours, let's say, and then we wonder why. Wait, our bills were set though for nine hundred hours, so we were a short hundred hours of sal- yeah. of income. Yeah. So we Not were all the slow. coaching
0: or the business side training help. Yeah. Yeah.
1: so we did. We we we, we went. And we got in the red, and then we got into actually some trouble financially with the IRS because we okay, stopped. So, yeah. So this is something <laughs> I that yeah, I yeah.
2: want um, your listeners to benefit from. So yeah, this one is a huge mistake that we did was we had a front a front desk and this is
1: 2013 now i think right. it was yeah and
2: so we were realizing that we are it's hard time paying the bills but we we didn't want to let her go. We liked her. She was important part. Yeah. We felt like she was family. So we kept her on. And do you want to share what yeah, we Basically
1: we kept her on. We decided not to pay for just like one payment with we that. We're going to hold on to our payroll taxes and we'll catch up next month.
2: We'll pay double the yeah, next Yeah, we'll month. Just
1: pay double next month. Cause we just need to get things catch back catch in order, up. catch up. We're really behind. And, and, I meet- and honestly,
0: any new business goes through those things. Right. So yeah. it's, it's normal. A lot of people don't talk about it or they don't stick through it to yes. kind of like readjust and figure it out they just be like okay I'm
2: closing shop. well yeah. this and if, was one of the biggest mistakes of our oh, entire no, easily. lives okay. and it hurt to, to
1: so basically payroll taxes if you don't realize um, you have you collect if you're an employer you collect taxes on the behalf of the government and you usually when you have a payroll service they'll just deduct it automatically yeah. out of your bank account and pay the, the IRS and the, the state that you're in we because um, <laughs> we had more power over ours <laughs> <laughs> I am because with our payroll service, I could actually just delay and say, I'm not going to pay this. I'm going to hold on to that money and keep it. And it was like, you know, $8,000, let's just say. I don't remember how much yeah, it was.
0: Yeah, it's at least like seven point something oh, percent. Oh, yeah, percent, When you think about it like that, it's so painful. It's we'll very Explain painful. why. But so I kept dollars, that like, money, the 8000 You know, 8000 now may not seem a lot, but when yeah. you're starting out, you're negative, you're really like hustling, trying to work. That's a lot of money yeah. for yes. some people, you know? So and, <laughs>
1: Yeah. And so instead, and now, the thing was, if we had let go of and we had two front desk initially, we were paying them about eight, ten thousand dollars. Um, if we just let go our front desk, we would have not run short. We would have been fine. I would have worked front desk, but I felt like my job wasn't. I was weird. I didn't understand so you yet. We
0: didn't understand. At the big I I didn't look
1: at my budget. Type. Didn't understand P and Ls. Didn't understand cash flow plans or any of this stuff. Of uh, balance so funny sheets.
0: I'm sure a lot of
2: our listeners listening to this are like, Wait, yeah. all this goes into a solo. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, but we also felt in some ways it would be losing face. We didn't want to have him, you know, lose the front desk, and you're going to have to go back and, and- be
1: front desk. Yeah. And we that, didn't
2: understand.
1: So no. we finally, we kept them for a while, but we finally, I think, or maybe it was you know, 2012. It was twenty. Yeah, no, we let them go in 2013. You're right. Begin in 2013. So 2012 is all going on, and finally we realize we can't afford this. We and we we start paying our taxes again. We get our <laughs> house in order, but we yeah. have to let go of the front desk. And so we She's let go the front desk. The but same. by the time we, we let go, we never caught up with the taxes we owed. How much did we owe to us? Okay, wait a minute. So
2: we ended up owing seventy thousand dollars to
1: the IRS, And in back taxes. Oh my no. goodness.
2: But. But this is because the worst part. Because oh, no. it adds up quickly. Oh no! It adds up quickly, and and then the fees. We actually ended up paying a hundred and forty thousand because we paid double. In interest, so when I think about the original bill was only eight thousand. Yeah, we, it took us eight years to pay this. Bill. Yeah, wow. So yeah. the bottom line is never, 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 ever stop payment on your taxes because yeah. it will haunt you and you will. Never and the process be
1: snowballed of it. because we got so far behind, we realized we can't catch up. We tried to catch interest,
2: up, but we couldn't. There is no relief of that. They will keep charging you, and, and then yeah, charging you, and it is shackles. No, literal yeah. shackles. Yeah, I mean,
1: I, I mean, here's the thing. I actually, this is how dumb I am. um When we first, you were
0: inexperienced. Got, inexperienced. Oh when gosh. we got, <laughs> when we,
1: when we negotiated our deal, and this is where I also could have negotiated One of the things, by the way, the IRS, IRS is willing to negotiate with you. Yes, you can I do it yourself.
0: To say it, so I have a little background in Yeah, accounting. I did not realize how
1: <laughs> helpful actually the IRS can be. Everyone always paints this evil picture. No, oh IRS is evil. They, they want the pay, money, and yeah, they want you to so succeed. They
2: will There's
1: some jerks and there's some nice people but most people I ever worked with the IRS have been actually very nice Um, by end of paying someone to help us negotiate our IRS deal you know
2: you hear these ads on the radio I think we paid
1: $5,000 to this company to do what I could have just called and negotiated myself
2: so if you're in a desperate situation, those ads that you hear on the radio, like, we can negotiate, you don't yeah.
1: pay pennies on a dollar. a scam, scam artist. They're scam. not true. Most of them. I mean, they're so price illegitimate. The lesson
2: learned is make sure you do
0: your research on something before you jump, even when you feel desperate. I feel like yeah. that's... Honestly, a lot of, like, the scammy businesses, they target people like, who are inexperienced. desperate. Inexperienced, yeah. Desperate, like, bad situations. And, you know, it could be your credit, like, money you owe, um... Yeah, anything like that. When you feel like you have no other choice, they literally take advantage. of you. Oh yeah, they yeah. do.
1: We we ended up taking a loan from um, basically like a loan shark, mm-hmm. and we because we needed some money to get us yeah. between, and we took this money where they take the money you out of your. Really oh, went, oh, we tried. Oh, to, oh, went, we were yeah. desperate. We actually did one of those deals where they take a loan and then they take a percentage of oh, every no. uh, of what every charge you make. No, so no, no. You, if you get hundred bucks, they take ten. Like I wish of every I ten like,
2: oh no, dollars. Do no. But we were
1: so desperate to find just to be able to pay our bills. I mean, even with the IRS, I when we got this deal worked out, they didn't know she had a deal where we're paying like two hundred dollars a month or four hundred dollars a month. It was nothing. It was like four hundred bucks a month. They didn't tell me, by the way, that's not enough to cover the principal. So our interest no. was, was so like a thousand dollars a month or five, two thousand dollars a month, and we were putting four hundred dollars a month. No. That's why we ended up paying $140 back because for the first couple of years we are just giving 400 bucks a day for, no for, for nothing. nothing just pissing it away meanwhile our, our, our amount we owed Iris was, was going up doubling, crazy up, and no one explained that no. none I of these know, people I know yeah we, we we're, were idiots we <laughs> so, were so, so bad
0: we have but these... thank you so much for sharing that honestly because so many of our listeners can learn from these it's so common we're kind of laughing about it yeah. now it is but funny now when you're <laughs> when you're in no, that situation a you crying. don't realize it no. No. Yeah. you don't even realize it that it's a dumb mistake because we don't know any better and like like especially in the beauty industry a lot of people don't go into it with so much business background yeah yeah and even in real in life like people make these things happen to so many people and i've i've known a lot of people talk to a lot of people so it's common so to our listeners make sure you're not making the same mistake thank you guys for for sharing because it's huge yeah stay on top of your taxes
1: is your (laughs) your number one duty aside from keeping the lights on paying your oh actually paying your staff is first but really paying the IRS second
2: paying yourself is last. By the okay, way, okay. And so this is what happened. This is one of the. <laughs> if, there's money left over. if there's money left over, yeah. We were so 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 busy, but we were barely making a profit. And yeah. we put we paid good salaries. We paid yeah. We were sixty to a hundred thousand. health benefits. We had uh, no. We paid pay. half.
1: I mean, half, okay. half the benefits. We had yeah.
2: Vacation pay, but we, you know, we we took care of the staff, and um, we were not. We were making like McDonald's wages um, and working so hard. And the hard this part this is like
1: 2014, 2015 when we changed over to the strategies. We hired them in 2013. They really give us a, a roadmap to success, which works. Uh, but it took a lot of adapting, a lot of growing, changing. We had a walkout basically when we wow. first, because we weren't good leaders. And that's one of the big intangibles people understand about being a is you you really have to become a strong leader. Yeah. If, and we weren't. We were weak leaders. Yeah. I, I'm entrepreneur.
0: You, know, you have. Yeah, be you have a to, good man. Leader. You
1: gotta be learning. What does it mean to have people follow you, and how to inspire, and how to lead, and how to care, and how to serve your so team? So they
0: actually want to work for you and yeah. help you grow, versus them being afraid of you, like that's the main difference I've learned a long time ago between a manager and a leader yeah. you know yes. you don't want to be just a manager where you're telling people what to do and they're just feel like they're forced to yeah. listen to you and yeah. be yelled instead, at or something yeah so instead you're becoming a leader where they're inspired and they want to follow you and help you and work with you right? yeah
1: yeah and that's something we didn't know so in 2014 2013 2014, when we switched over we got the systems in place but we sucked at leadership <laughs> and so our staff left we literally had two people left after three or four people all left to start we their had own businesses good
2: intentions but not good execution
1: yeah poor execution so that's not a knock on strategies because i think their coaching program you know is perfect what? Yeah. you
2: guys have made it
0: so yeah. this shows a lot so you're definitely resilient you yeah. do have what it takes right so um, <laughs> i think that this is a great thing for our listeners too, to know that you know suck it up and yeah. keep pushing keep pushing even if you know nothing about what you're doing if your heart is in it and you're going to work hard you're going to keep trying like different things
1: yeah. eventually
2: eventually
0: Eventually you'll be in these seats.
2: Yeah. No, it just, yeah. When the stakes are so high, there was no way there was no, um, uh, Plan B for us. We had to make this work, otherwise, we had no other way. We had no
1: plans of going back to work for other people. <laughs> no, no, that had, was never gonna happen. We couldn't do no, that. And no. so
2: we're like, there is no other way. So we ate the humble pie, we learned the, the systems, we chopped the wood, we carried the water every single and now day. And I was front
1: desk for three and a half years from twenty thirteen all the way to about twenty seventeen. We didn't have front desk. I, I did it oh no, twenty sixteen, about three years.
2: But you 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 learned I and, learned and you forced those skills which gives us a platform to do the podcast and I started yeah I
1: read books I took I I took classes I I read I've also listened to tons of podcasts um, which became a love. They listen to podcasts all the time. Mm -hmm. So for us, it was like, okay, we're in school now. Like (laughs) we're now, we thought when when I joined in 2011, I thought we just run a business. Kind of like you were saying earlier, oh, I'll just run itself. It'll be easy. I think back when I first came out, I worked 30 hours a week and I'd leave at three to four (laughs) in the afternoon. I'd go home and play video games at night. (laughs) And it was like totally casual. And then of course the company imploded because I wasn't engaged. I wasn't trying. I wasn't leading. I wasn't learning. And that's when I realized, no, 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 no. My full-time job is to continue to learn, to grow my. Abilities, become a leader, and <laughs> to care so for my team. I <laughs> am yeah. because
2: honestly, that's when you became a man. Like a real oh, genuine man, at forty-five. Like, seriously, like
1: I was the, a big child. Yeah, yeah, no, it's true. It's true. Like you
2: carry us now, and you work so hard, and it's like you really it, you became worth following. Yeah. I, mean, I love that. I love so that I, so much. I love uh, you. And, uh, you yeah, big hugs. So, I love, love.
1: <laughs> <laughs> But I think you know it is interesting that uh, it's never too late to change, late. and we were stuck in kind of some bad growl. patterns, some bad things, and and it's easy to want to feel like I failed, so I'm going to give up. Yeah. And yeah. we just adapted. It's yeah. like we failed many times. But by the time we got to 2016, 2017, we finally really began to hit our stride and the business was rolling really well. You so get
2: some yeah! stamina, you yeah. know, you get some armor, you develop some calluses. We, we
1: took a vacation. <laughs> I know. We actually paid ourselves a little bit more than our employees, I think, I the first time. A a more than
2: McDonald's. A yeah, B- yeah. I'm McDonald's manager. No. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. We were. I mean, we were making like I think 80000 $80, dollars a year for the first few years. When we're there, like our employers are making 50 to 80,000, 100,000 even, and we were making combined hours. I know, like you know, sixty. people don't
2: realize no, that, how yeah, much it goes into- They don't realize, and that's what burns me. It's like they're, they're complaining, like, where does the money go? 50% be. And I'm just like, <laughs> girl, I work twice as hard as you. I have all the risks. I make and half I all of what the you debt. make. I have the, all the shackles because, of course, they're my stupid decisions. But here you are complaining, <laughs> you know, where does the money go, you know?
1: No, I know we had staff say they would ask or I remember once on the chalkboard or or, or, or grease board, where does all the money go? Someone wrote that, and I'm looking at it going. I can assure you, it's not my pockets. I yeah. mean, that's- see,
0: see, that's a great question though, because again, for entrepreneurs or even like uh, people in the industry listening to this, yeah. even some business owners sometimes don't know where the money goes. No, they don't. You're, yeah. you, like you said, like you guys didn't even know you were kind of in the reds. You're in like a risky zone yeah. until you're were, you were going kind of negative. You're like, oh, we took. What our happened? App. I don't understand.
1: Yes. Yeah, because we didn't know about budgeting. We don't understand cash flow. But
0: there's so much expense. Yeah. that comes with the business Mm -hmm. and you know unless you are doing it right you won't really know but that's kind of the reason why um, I guess it's uh, what I've learned is to communicate with my employees I think it's still hard because no Mm. matter what employees like always resent sometimes um, owners or managers or like whoever's
2: on it's kind of of a cultural
1: thing I think it's like bread like you're supposed to be distrustful of your boss your owner for some reason (laughs) really it's it's
2: kind of just the order like kids resent their parents for telling them what to do make them clean their room that kind of stuff feels depressed yeah. it's kind of the same thing nobody wants to be told what to do nobody wants to be so that's why right yeah. we're gonna focus on to be leaders instead
0: of managers yeah so that's always the goal and that's something i'm always having to remind myself too and i think it's worked for me pretty well overall i've had a pretty good team and yeah. i think most of the time most people are pretty under pretty like, happy and yeah. know, yeah um no it's, yeah, it's very it's... hard like that mm-hmm. part i think people don't think about that relationship between like employee and man- uh, manager or owner yeah. it's 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 i think a lot harder on owners than it is on employees yeah
1: i mean i never like using the word boss because i always felt like boss is a it feels crass to me because it's like i'm doing bossy around i always liked leader mm-hmm. or i like the term servant leader too something i got from dave ramsey from audrey mm-hmm. leadership where he says you know as a leader you're only as good as it really is as, as good as you are serving your team so when you serve your team you're always thinking about what do they need like i realized as i got further into in the beginning i just thought oh, i'll just manage the team like you're saying and then i realized as i got more into i was like no 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 my job every day is how can i make my staff's life better like how can i provide value for them every day whether it's Hey, checking in with them saying, how are you? Any problems? Anything I can do to give them a career path where they could grow and have, have success and both personally and professionally, not just caring about the business side, yeah. but caring about them personally. What dreams do you have? What do you want? Do you want to have a house? Do you want to have a family? Do you want to have, you know, get married? Do you want to go back to school? Whatever it is they want, you want to be aware of that and be there to help make that reality because my job is to serve my team oh, I didn't I get that, that in the beginning man. I totally was like you're just here to serve me and make my dreams a reality And then so it was I can like, make no. a profit
2: while I'm not there yeah you know? so, so I can go on
1: vacations all the time and then th- that didn't work so well because <laughs> no one yeah no one wants to be like and I see this this is one of the things that scares me because I see people online on Instagram some lash bosses will just say and they're like traveling the world and they're doing all these things speaking and they're doing all this crazy stuff and meanwhile while their staff's at home doing the work to keep the business going yeah. and I'm like you better make sure you, you really care for your team and invest in your team because if they see that for long enough they're just gonna say goodbye. Like, why
2: am I holding down the fort? Like, what? what, what, you're not investing in me. Why should I be yeah. building your business? That's why, what I think.
1: Yeah. Why should I be building your business? Is something that got thrown of in our course. face at times. It
0: needs to be um, given, taken. It needs to be beneficial in some way for everyone. Yeah. Like, a lot of times, even just a pay isn't enough. No, you it's know? N- In fact, I would say the money enough.
1: is never enough. It's money rarely in most studies I've seen is yeah. the number one reason why an employee stays or doesn't stay. Usually it's about culture, it's about it's being the appreciation. It's about working for someone that you like. Like, I really like my boss. I have one only, sadly, in my years, maybe this is why I was a bad leader initially. (laughs) I had mostly bad bosses most of my life, but one of my early bosses was amazing. Marty at Red Red Lobster. Lobster. This guy, I would have slayed dragons for this guy. I loved him and everyone in that place loved him. He was amazing. What What made
2: Marty great?
1: What made him great is that he got in the trenches with us. And things got busy. Things got busy. He was not the GM type that just sat there and go, guys. Make sure you do this. Make sure he would jump in and he'd be like, Paul, what do you need right now? And I'm like, I have three tables. This table wants this. Go get I the coleslaw.
2: Go- yeah, and yeah, and
1: yeah. Coleslaw, big favorite Red Lobster. And he would be and, and dentures too. A lot of dentures at Red Lobster. <laughs> um, but, but that said, because um, yeah, we, we had we served a very specific populace, and we got a lot of these So They love coming to Red Lobster and getting their their coleslaw I, and, and was it was the, sole, cod, the, 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 the sole. sole they love the sole. I don't oh know what God. it was it was the grossest thing that we <laughs> served. but he would be there in the trenches and he also I could tell he cared and I rarely have had a boss in my life that would sit down with me and go so tell me what's going on how can I you know what's go, how can I help you I mean it was just very unique and most of my bosses were more like my one of my worst bosses said I my <laughs> he said Tricks of, jo- tra- no, Tricks of the trade no, Billy. No, that's No, that's no that's an inside <laughs> this joke. Guy, Sorry. This guy
2: came and said, What how do I do this? And and the boss just folded his hands behind his head, Man. leaned back and said, Tricks of the trade, Billy. You,
1: I'm not gonna tell, not gonna you. tell you. Not like, gonna tell like, you. Like this is how much a guy he says, My job, Paul, is to pay you just enough money so you don't quit. What? And your job is just work hard enough so you don't get fired.
2: What? And I'm like, what's really? the worst? That's you're that's my, my boss. <laughs>
1: you had the most inspiring speech ever. Thank you for that. <laughs> and you know, eventually he fired me <laughs> because oh you know because he, he was an alcoholic. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah, he was. He, well, his alco- I got fired from three jobs. He was alcoholic.
2: Well, you confronted. I've had and, and I like, You're not them. allowed to talk to people that way.
1: he had a meeting and he kicked all everyone's butts. He he said uh, my, these are my ass kicking boots or something like that. And i would gonna oh kick gosh. all you in the butt. And I after the meeting everyone left and I said just you know everyone right now is the Discouraged and hates it being here. And the next day he came in and said, No, Paul, just like literally the week before our wedding. He goes, No, <laughs> Paul. I just think that um, you're just not a good fit and your numbers are down. They weren't. And because your numbers are down, we just have to let you go. So he fired me. And it was only because I stood up to him, which I learned quickly, you don't stand up to your boss unless you were ready to leave. Oh, <laughs> no,
0: that, well, that's the wrong boss. Yeah, it the is the wrong boss. boss. You, you have the right boss. It should be a collaborative. Them, yes, yes. <laughs> and
1: this, he was the wrong boss. I, so I, I
0: guess that's a lesson for our listeners yeah. to be, be a good boss. <laughs> yeah, care about your people, yeah, invest yeah. in them.
1: Don't see them as numbers. At the end
0: of the day, that's how you're going to be able to grow your Businesses, if you care and then you get employees who care to mutually grow your business exactly right, right.
1: no it's 100 percent, and i feel like you know even with even we, we, we hadn't hired people in a long time but hiring people for lashcon it was like that i mean i really tried to make sure i invested in them and cared about them listened to them it was a short run it wasn't like months it was like weeks of working together and really only about four or five days but um i think we did you know a much better job engaging on Right now, it looks like almost all of them are come back next year, which is actually really kind of cool.
2: So we should probably go back to the timeline. Oh, yeah, we're back to the timeline. So we're in about
1: 2016, 2017. We got back into motion. I think the company was running well. We finally had figured out the systems. And then we made a real crazy error. Um, We basically... (laughs) Decided to let someone go that wasn't working out. And this is someone that loved her business like two months previous or three months previous. She had written, I think, the nicest email I've ever gotten saying, This is the greatest place I ever worked. She
2: just was able to buy a home and thank you because, you know, everything good she said in her life came from
1: working with us. But something, and we still don't know this day, something went south after that. Somewhere, well, we
2: kind of think think we we gave her a review that was. We gave her a review, and there was one area that she could have grown on. It wasn't just the skills of the lashing. It's like,
1: people being skills warm and,
2: with the team yeah being warm with the with the you know okay, with, which is great right and so, so so she was she, felt she was very upset she's like I'm the best one here it should have been a glowing review And was like it is a good review but these are things that you could work you can on you still
1: grow because we didn't just but hire we you to be a good lash grow, artist you know? we want you to be a good person and we want you to be a good teammate and mm-hmm. there's other get hours that we judge or rate we don't just rate how well you lash we rate also how well you get along how much do you contribute to the team do you help others are you mm-hmm. correct? Do you take correction? Well, well, none of that went over well. She, she didn't like that. She
2: didn't like that. And so it affected the her performance after that. She she just was calling in sick uh, a lot. I think she was looking. Well, she's setting place. up her business. She's and and saying,
1: so I when I realized she was setting up her own business, I kind of called it out. And then we finally had to let her go. And it went really south. And I didn't understand labor law very well. Uh, if I, again, the new area.
0: I mean, honestly, that's one advice I can give any business owners to. Probably the first person you want to hire is somebody who has experience in HR. So yeah. that's like one employee every business owner needs because there's Absolutely. a lot, especially Expand in California. California especially oh my gosh, California. it's the
1: worst state when it comes to labor. They're in New York. New York is right behind us. But there's, I mean, I looked at labor laws like in states. In California, it's pages. You go to the other states, it's one page sheet. Like this is all you need to yeah. know the work in Kentucky.
2: It's like It's really simple. So what got us in trouble was we paid vacation as it was accrued, but uh, as a shortcut for the um, pay, uh, the paycheck, he put it all on the paycheck all at once. So it, the, the law so is if, hours, so on, if there's hours on your, on the paycheck, then you are entitled, if, the employee is entitled to get that. Yeah. If
1: you're an employee, you'll look in your paycheck and sometimes you'll see where I'll say vacation, pay time off, those type of things. And so- You, you
2: learned c- a lot of hard so, lessons. Yeah.
1: So we decided, because there was a shortcut, instead of accruing it where I'd have to add in the hours every month, go, okay, you worked this much, this is how much vacation pay you, you accrued.
0: So you were manually doing that. Yeah. Mostly. Or
1: now there's ways to do it automatically, but back in where we were there wasn't a way to do that yet so I would have to manually do it
0: yeah for our listeners now there is companies that can like third party companies yeah, or, like ADP or, or, or Gusto stores. is yeah. huge Gusto
1: is a great app great software it does I highly recommend it love it but yeah ADP um a bunch of them all yes. these companies they do it all for you but we were using we were very self starved so we did everything of in-house course, it was of course, cheaper
0: everybody does that in yeah. the beginning you know like you have to try to save costs
1: as much anywhere as anywhere you can you're always trying to cut costs so I did that so I would just manually do, but then I got kind of like no, it, it's just easier. I'll just put eight. I think she had two weeks of paid vacation, so I said I put eighty hours in there. Or maybe it was forty. It doesn't matter. I put I put it in there. So it said forty hours, and then you redeem it over the year. I you know so you'll see some people say oh you use eight hours out of forty, or I use twelve out of forty. And so she had used only about twenty some hours but out she of the used forty. Those
2: according you know. You know for, for sick
1: pay days sick pay. and all that, or for not sick days, but for vacation pay that she just redeemed. But I didn't think I owed her the rest because I was accruing in vacation. But yeah. I didn't because in the paycheck it said she was owed forty. So, so, so she when she got fired, she's still owed I think twenty two hours or something like that. And I was like, I didn't so know. To pay so out. she said, please pay me now the vacation. I said, I don't owe you. you were, I'm, she got laid off in May. I paid you for like 18. That uh, that adds up. That's about the right amount. You should have been paid. So I don't owe you anything. Well, she thought differently. So she went to a lawyer. And the lawyer said, oh, yeah. Not only that, by the way. She says, no, you can sue for that. You can sue for a whole lot of stuff." Oh, he 83%. Oh, no. Back in 2018 when I studied this, or 2017, 83% of all Calif, Com- California companies are out of compliance with labor law. 83%.
2: So the question is did did you ever receive a call from work at home? Yeah. Yes you did. Were you ever reimbursed Compensate for that? For your for Because your, you can't call you paid people at home for the hour that you answered the phone, were you paid for the phone? so uh, just yeah. all the little nitty-gritty and, and they, then and if, if you yeah. don't get paid for that then there's a penalty
1: and and did they have good records for lunch breaks? nope no good records for the lunch breaks did they have did they give you they good records for breaks nope we didn't have good records we didn't have that all in place like
2: you need to actually At the have time a way that she was by the time that she'd left we had we did however so so, you- so basically this person got like seven or so another people. lesson for yeah. our listeners wow this is great paperwork
1: you want to track everything especially in California you track everyone's hours you track everyone's Everything has to be um, on paper and agreed so to, I and schedules a, and all give that. Give
2: our listeners a, a, a hit, hit, um, deputy. It's an app.
1: Yeah, Deputy's and
2: great, and it's wonderful. It will actually track their breaks and make, and they will confirm that they've taken it or they've declined it. Yeah. So if you have, and that's Deputy? what we use. It's called
1: Deputy. Deputy. Okay. It's an app. It kind of almost goes hand in hand with Gusto. They're both apps. It will help, and you, you can use on your computer. Yourself. And Deputy just at the end of the shift will say, "Did you take your two breaks?" If they say yes, then they do. If they say no, then as a manager, you'd come in and say, "Okay, I can't be getting nos anymore. I need you to take your breaks because you're required by law. I'm required by law." To give them to you. And it's good for you, by the way, to take mm, breaks yeah. every day. so
2: you know, it's on the employer. Even if you put it in the schedule, but the, uh, the employee doesn't go on break. It's it on the employer. Your, it's on the employer to say you need to in leave In California. Now, in California. In
1: California. And seven, also, yeah. Yeah. So, and if you also don't give them a full 30-minute break, you get it's an hour penalty. Anytime you miss something, it's an hour penalty. If they go over by, let's say, five hours without a lunch break, it's an hour penalty. So all of a sudden, you add that up over seven employees over three years. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. And if you yeah. don't have paperwork, now is our problem. We didn't have good paperwork. We probably after looking back at it, we probably would because we got sued and we could have gone back and fought it. But because we didn't have good paperwork, yeah, it, it was less, their word versus our word. And we were told the court will always side with the employee. If it's just he said she said they're going to go with the side that is more considered the lower position because they're the employee and it's up to the employer to know all these things and take care of business and do things right and it was our fault then they sued us for so a lot you know.
0: the reason why running a business is not forever yeah no it's not because <laughs> no. you don't
2: know and the things. part that was so painful for me honestly is like the things that we did like we did spa day yeah, it's, I, yeah, I hired it's not,
0: a, it's not even that it's just like it breaks your heart knowing that you put all your into them yeah. and then, and then and, not grateful, and then and they're, they're
1: mad, and they're taking advantage of little things that we were not aware of, and exploiting it against us. Because they had a lawyer that was like super aggressive and not a nice guy, which lawyers often are. <laughs> you want that guy fighting for you, by the way. But our lawyer was actually super nice and didn't want to fight. And she later we found out was not a good lawyer. You, you do do but another job. tip here. You got to pay top dollars for your lawyers. Don't pay on the
2: accountants you can't yeah. yes. pay top Do dollars. Don't take go the discount for lawyer. The discount lawyer because no. you will pay for it another It was another
1: thing. so costly. While well, she wouldn't cost as much for the fees, it cost us our salon. because eventually what happened is
2: you're supposed to be protected, you know, you have your private and for corporate like the very basic The corporate shield supposed to protect you privately. She didn't remove me personally from from the um, so uh, personally, I was liable for this uh, when it was supposed to be the business, which is basic one on one stuff. So. Make sure that you
0: yeah. So again, another amazing lesson. Everybody who wants to run a business, not only a salon, well has better be taking notes on these. And honestly, like, we do learn this in business school. At yeah. least, like you're aware. So when you do open your business, you kind of know what to look for. But a lot of people don't know. So no. please make sure you guys are taking notes
1: and don't make the same mistake. Yeah, you gotta be an S corp or an LLC. One of those because that protects you. S corp, especially once you make over a hundred thousand, you should be an S corp. And they, and this is know.
0: our, you know, a device as from our experience. Exactly. It's not talk to a CPA, it's not legal advice. Talk to
1: talk to a CPA. <laughs> Once you're ready advice, to get yes. business going, go get the professionals, but pay good money for that. Yes. Don't find the cheapest guy in the block because that's what we were doing. And like always, so many times it was because we went cheap on something. We tried to find the low cost solution, and that ended up being a high cost yes. problem. It wasn't
0: worth it to pay no. less. And no. then, honestly, since we're all in, kind of the now, since we made it through all this craziness. We're running our own businesses we're both um in uh, kind of the coaching area so i do want to like give that so much credit it helps so much to find people who are going to be there to kind of hold your hands through it because you will uh, you think it's going to cost you a lot to pay a coach or a a company or or, you know lawyer accountant but in the long run if you don't get that help it does end up costing you so much more It's not even in money in time right yeah Um, So like the
2: 8,000 if we had just paid that 8,000 we would we could have saved 140,000
1: yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. and uh, it's kind of like a theme of our life isn't Uh it and uh, we always like to pay more because we're so generous your
0: kids, your kids are going to be set for our success yeah. they know everything well, no, they're, they're like we're not, not going to do none of them will
1: be entrepreneurs I'll no. tell you that they looked at us now the funny thing is that I mean I'll close the, the, the timeline here is after that lawsuit we we got bad advice we settled for an amount that was way more than we could afford but we were told don't worry they'll work it you out in the bankruptcy that. or whatever no, bankrupt. but was there, was, they, there was there was a, a court that actually helps you figure out well, maybe the settlement's like it was over six digits, and they say it's this much. Oh, you'll go to another court, and that court will negotiate a deal that makes more sense for you financially. Wow. That doesn't exist. There's no negotiating. Once you they, you settle in court, that's you what settled, you owe. Yeah. So we ended up closing our salon in 2019. We basically knew COVID was coming and said, you "No, know what? We don't want to go through COVID." No, that wasn't it. We just <laughs> we basically thought, well, we could pay them the money. And we already, we're still paying the IRS. We can pay them. We can't really do that. Both we didn't have oh enough profit. Yeah. We didn't have enough profit margins to warrant both, and and also they didn't want us to give us a payment plan. They were like, "We, we asked, want all we now." Said,
2: Listen, we can pay you. It's going to be it, over the years. It may take
1: five years to pay you. They're like, "No, nope. no, we want all now."
2: We want all now. So we couldn't do it.
1: We couldn't do it, and we so couldn't pay them all we closed now. The salon, so Close the salon, and then
2: we moved into the next chapter. So basically, our it was a blessing in disguise. It was. It, it was. was. Oh no, because silver
0: lessons and all of that. We closed well, that in May
2: and. COVID
1: hit in March next year so we're literally just eight nine months away from COVID and shutting it all down and, and trying to run a salon as you know during COVID no
0: that's not an easy thing too yeah. and for me again it wasn't only COVID um, I had one tiny baby and I was pregnant yeah. and COVID on top of that it it's was just, just so much just too much because I also had the salon as a separate location then I had mm. the warehouse and all the classes and all of that as a separate thing it was just a lot too much <laughs> to carry yeah, yeah. Too much so that's when, you know, like, that's the hard lesson I learned, too, that it's okay to kind of clo- yeah. like, almost, like, accept the pivot mm-hmm. and close something down or accept maybe a failure however you want to put I it and example. then yeah. re-pivot, you know, mm-hmm. re-pivot whenever you're ready and actually like literally a month and a half ago I decided oh maybe I'm like ready now to re-get back into services so we yeah. literally started doing services and I just hired like three lash tags or yeah. it's, it's flowing so if you're in a place where you feel like this is just too much it's really not worth your health. like yeah. it's okay to take a break it like that's the sure lesson is. I learned yeah I mean it's, I
1: think for us I think that that was hard at first to think, like oh we're failing, right? And and worst thing, we had announced last con or had hot brought some speakers. When did that start? Star, that was in yeah. 2018 we started talking about this idea we need a business conference because every conference we'd been to was all about technique
2: mm-hmm. and we're like
1: well we know <laughs> <laughs> business <laughs> is our biggest weakness yes. we have Tuss yes. is an amazing artist but we had messed up our business so many ways we said we and we really became students of strategies and strategies loved us we were really good at executing what they said very and they offered me to come on and be a coach with them and so oh, we them. really really loved their system so we said let's build conference that's just for business that helps people with that. Now it's 2018 and we start talking to people in late 2018 and then um, we basically signed the deal for the, the hotel in 20, 20, January 2019 thinking we were going to work out this deal with our with this lawsuit and that, but by the time we got to April we realized that was going to happen. So here's the dilemma. We are closing our salon in May of 2019 and we launched Lashcon public in, tw- in June. And you want to talk about feeling like a poser and feeling like you don't belong and like I'm lying somehow. And so
0: many people feel that way, like, you know.
1: How dare you start a business conference when you just closed your salon? You like failed. how d- you failed. And That's
0: so tough. And, I, I could relate in yeah, many situations. It felt horrible.
1: It felt like I'm I'm just a crappy person and I don't belong here and I don't belong I shouldn't be doing this. But at that point we're like, well, where else we're we gonna do it? went back doing services alone <laughs> yeah, by herself, which by the way. Them. Nice pay raise. It was good. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, lashing is
0: really good money. But yeah. like I said, if, like you said, too, if you're an entrepreneur, if that's really like kind of where you want to go, ultimately, there's just so much you can do just as a lash artist. You can. You, do yeah. you can make,
1: Tuss was bringing in 180000 yeah. I think, just by herself. Now, that wasn't profit. That was like her toll. So, but, you know, her bills were only like twenty, thirty thousand. dollars yes,
0: 30000
2: so, solo artist, solo artist she's making about one
1: fifty. Like I mean, that's <laughs> exceptional good money for just working 40 hours a week yes. and actually do no marketing. Now, I don't want like that. that to
2: be a discouragement if you're just starting out and you're thinking, that's not what I'm making. That's okay. That's because I've been doing it for, what, 17 years? At that point, years? you had been doing
1: it for, you know, 14, 15 years. Yeah. It's
2: easy now, but it wasn't always that no, way. You so t- you have to, takes you have to time. develop those skills. You have to develop that rapport, and it will come.
1: So. Yeah. And so, and now she doesn't make as much now because she works less and because and <laughs> we've been pivoting, right? We, we once we yeah, made that shift trezi- to trezi- LashCon, we actually had started LashCast. Crazy enough, we started our podcast in 2017 is when we record our first episode and it aired 2018 in January of 2018. I love it. I love so your so re- story so much,
0: even more than now.
2: <laughs> so we
1: knew we had this weird idea. I, I told Tess probably in 2016, 2017, I'm like, we are going to be a media company. And so I'm sure he's like, like, "What what are you talking about? What are you talking about?" I do
2: lashes. I make people feel beautiful. Yes. No. 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 No.
1: We're going to become a media company because the truth is, the future is all about social media and about media, like creating, being content creators. It's not about. It's not about services. The services are great. That's paying our bills now. But if we if we want to do really bigger, have more influence, have more impact, make more money, and really build something that I would like to (laughs) be part of, because I came from a media background, right? My background. Lashes no, I don't want to do lashes. No, <laughs> we'll leave that to be delicious over there. The husband-wife team that do <laughs> lashes—they're great. So I um, said we're going to be a media company, and I started looking at ideas. And we did some TikTok or not TikTok, um, Snapchat stuff videos. We were trying to create a channel, and then um, we really stumbled. And I said, "No, we should do podcasts." I've been listening to podcasts for the last five years, learning about business. Why don't we do a podcast? And at that time, there had only been one gal—I I forget her name, unfortunately. Jade. she No, it wasn't Jade. But you know, she had done a podcast for like like six episodes. And um, then she disappeared. It was all on the internet, too. It wasn't on, a, like, an app. Okay. And so, 2017, we recorded in October... Our editor won't give us a copy of the stupid thing for like two months. I can't get from him because he's incompetent. Finally, by January, we get, we launch it and we post it. And then we start posting regularly at least twice a month. That was it. Two times a month is all we did because I knew we were on a slot. I can't be doing both. I can totally relate. So we're just two a month is more than enough. And we end up hiring someone eventually to help us edit it. But the idea was, let's just start doing content, start creating free content that helps people builds the name builds the brand we started speaking at trade shows and try, no conference would hire us by the way we want to speak at conferences but no one wants <laughs> to speak at a conference it's
0: hard initially it's yeah. hard to get your foot in the door because mm-hmm. if people don't know you yeah. like yeah. what yeah is? they don't care yeah. they're like
1: why should you speak who are you I have a podcast now everyone cares but back then when we had a podcast no one cared if we had a podcast so um, so we just let that kind of begin to grow in 2018 as a kind of a back burner project like we'll just do this start building the influence I think we in our first year we only got 35000 listens complete now we get 35,000 like in a week or two Uh, so it's like a big big growth from our first first time
2: yeah know.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you start slow you always start slow and it took a, it took years of us doing that just so, like
2: your skills as a lash artist mm-hmm. it, takes, it takes
1: time yeah so 2019 comes the business closed but we still have the podcast and we have LashCon and we said well I think we're going and you're making her your money working so she worked that paid for everything because cast didn't pay for anything and LastCon, <laughs> yeah. the first two years I got zero money out of LashCon I literally worked for free wow. yeah. for two, not two years not even a
2: McDonald's uh, even, <laughs> no. no, no, not even a paperboy salary no
1: zero salary every dollar went into the con and, and I
0: think some people who don't know business they don't realize that a lot of times when you're starting a new business or where you're investing in a business it's normal and it's okay to not be profitable for like up to five years actually yeah, up to oh, five no. years is
1: kind of normal. So yeah.
0: people, people, people expect are... to make money right away yeah. but really it sh- actually maybe it's not five years don't mystery, quote me on yeah. maybe it's a couple years but
1: it depends on your funding right it yeah, just depends it on <laughs> your <laughs> money like <laughs> if, you a, business, if you have yeah. a long runway like you got funded somehow but the Problem is if you get a big loan, that that's like a big dead weight on you. You don't want to do that. You wanna stay away up. from debt. But if you can Scrape by on a low budget let's just say that and that's what we did we we, we hustled because we realized wait you can make good money again and we can keep our budget below that and so yeah. we kept our budget below that and we worked on this and she would i basically I was her personal assistant so during the day <laughs> I, I would it. she would take her clients and as soon as they were done i'd come out check them out rebook them and then I i'd go and then i'd go back to working at lashcon and trying to get yeah. ticket sales trying you know, to get sponsors you and all that do what yeah. it takes that and i think well. that's
0: the main thing like business owners need to take their pride out of it and be like, okay, this is where I'm at. Now I have to do what it takes. And honestly, I, I totally relate. We just started back our salon. It took me like longer than I expected to find a good lash artist. But I was doing the lashes when like it's been how many years that I kind of like stopped doing it myself and I was like okay I'll do it you know I'll even take clients for cheaper on sale Let's yeah. start to just to
1: build the name up, up. Yeah. yeah
0: and that's why like you know I'm so exhausted today but at the yeah. same time you know I know I'm gonna put in whatever it takes for the long run game yeah. so mm-hmm. then I can go back to working only once or twice a week or yeah. like a few hours a day and still like have things flowing right yeah <laughs> and that's
1: where we are now we're in the grind now I mean for us we're we're almost at that cusp where I feel like we're we, I haven't had a still I mean I've been doing this for four and a half years now and I had hired staff for the (laughs) Lashcon but during the rest of the year and people were shocked like they emailed me um, and I would respond back like what Paul why are you You responding I thought you have a team like I have zero team right now all our money has gone into again Lashcon like making the event insanely fun and insanely good and that's why we got a thousand people this year because we put so much into that yeah we got so much into it it, yeah because most people don't do that most la- I mean, we go to conferences all the time we love them it's fun but you can tell this is like you know they'll just kind of do the bare minimum because most of them actually have other jobs I'm lucky that I Tuss worked so my full-time job could be Lashcon that that's was very awesome. blessed so we could we're really make team. it yeah, yeah it, it is team. we were a good team so that's why in the last few years we've just been focusing on Lashcon webinars um, training the last two years tusney has been traveling training teaching her technique awesome. lash retention and so that's kind of the evolution and now we're moving more into more media we we want to get more into YouTube and more we do two podcasts a week now so I have two what? a month. So we're doing eight a month. That's
0: awesome. And then we're
1: probably going to be looking at our new program to almost evolve our co- podcast into a coaching program where it's like, yeah, you can get some stuff publicly. And then we're going to have stuff behind a paid wall that you paid that will of get course. content from that. And, and we, we talked so,
0: about it, you mm-hmm. know, like if you don't want to make the same mistakes, yeah. work with people who are going to hold your hand yeah. that they've you. truly been through. Yeah. And coaching.
1: we've been through it all. And I feel like we've helped so many people. I mean, I have hundreds of emails and DMs and people who said, thank you for your podcast. It's changed my business business i'm now profitable i've done this i've done that and i said well we should probably move into our, this next day should be even do more of that giving back I love that. and, and you probably test will eventually do less and less lashes i mean we, hopefully, are you still taking yeah. clients I still yeah
2: do. i love it i, I still know do. it's so I therapeutic it right <laughs> it's yeah. like um i've always done it's a good before. break yeah. Yeah. yeah no it's, it's yeah
1: it's she probably does four myself. days a week she's still doing still clients love i love it and then the rest of the time we're Podcast, like today we're podcasting all day. We recorded before you and yeah. then we're going to go home and nice. record more. And, um, and then so and next year we're adding more like YouTube and other elements to I it. Love it. So, but you know, it takes time. It's I have another thing. It always costs more, always takes longer. And Always cost more. Always cost more. Always takes longer. Yes. So <laughs> I, you know, everyone has these plans like, oh, in three months I will do it this. And yeah,
0: it's like well, houses and construction. Yeah, yet, and yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: More, no, no. Longer. My dad built two of his own homes. My dad was amazing, <laughs> and those projects took. Double the time yeah. they took. At least
0: thirty percent more. I think that's yeah. that's kind of the the, the number, or whatever they estimate. It's yeah. always thirty percent more.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it always had more time. So for us now, I mean, it took us. We didn't expect LastCon to take three years for me to get paid, but it did. Uh, but at the same time, we also. But now it, you have it
0: set up. Yeah, could so keep bringing in revenue. Yeah, know? and now
1: this last year, I finally got paid what I think is a good salary. But Yay. it took me three. Yeah, took the first celebrate. three years and of sacrifice. Weird. Yeah,
0: making even and passing to the green and profits that's a huge accomplishment so you guys should really go on a vacation yeah yeah
1: yeah. yeah. well we are yeah we're real (laughs) we're going we the good news is like this last year was our first year where i felt like we really kind of turned a corner like okay we figured some things out we got some good systems in place for our business and we did we we took more time off this year than we've ever taken easily easily and we've there've been years where we went 3 years at one point without any vacation like we just worked every, all the time wow. so it's That's it's been a nice season of nice change. change work hard like i two the two months before last con not one day off i worked 7 days a week for like 60 wow. days where it was.
0: Isn't that crazy? How yeah. People kind of don't see all of that behind mm-hmm. the closed doors. They just see yeah. the success that comes in front of yeah.
1: them. And then this month, I'll, you know, I think um, this month we'll be taking like 15, 20 days off. So I mean, it's like, this is catch up time. Like, okay, I worked yes, my ass off. Yes. Now that we're through that and we're still working on LashCon, but. We're going to take of a little course, time and, and, of all, course. It, and that's otherwise normal. it's not worth it. And
0: I think that's kind of what some people don't realize too, like as entrepreneurs, even though sometimes we seem like we're taking it super easy. Yeah. The reality of it is oh, we've yeah. worked so hard, probably at some point where we need to take it yeah.
1: easy. Otherwise, you <laughs> die.
0: Otherwise you die.
1: And I think that's where the, there is guilt though. I will say there, there is, is guilt. There is. Like we're going to go and take a, w- between Christmas and new year's, we're taking like, 10 days off and I actually I'm like, uh, I, I feel there's a little bit like do I deserve that? Uh, is yes, that right for me? Yes. And then I go no Paul you worked 60 straight days for crying yes. out loud you didn't take any time off I'm like I know but man, it's a lot of time. so we're, we're actually really careful about how we post ourselves online. We don't like to lord mm-hmm. our any success that we have because I feel like it's discouraging. And now, I know some people think it's aspirational. And I think, yes, it is in some ways. It's way, such a fine line. But it's a fine line because if you too much, it's like, hey, guys, we're going on trips to here. We're going yeah. there. Look at our nice dinners. Look at our nice cars or what? We don't have a nice car. Uh, but I said <laughs> um, It's a nice car, but it's a very old nice car. Um, but that said I, I think I it, there's a lot I you guys
0: so much so <laughs> genuine like I can already feel like how real you guys are honestly because and I do want to point that out a lot of people online I know personally a lot of people that online they seem like they're millionaires yeah. and they're doing so great but then you really know them and you're like why is this all a show
1: so
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> we, now, we, seriously cool? we, we just know. did a
1: podcast which we can because I think we went too far but we basically said I don't believe well I mean, there's this idea in our industry and i don't want to be discouraged but this is the reality doing lashes as a solo artist you're never you're not going to become a millionaire in a year or two it's going to take you 20 30 years of saving and investing and planning which is by the way um, most millionaires um,
0: 20 30 years maybe not make, that long. <laughs> yeah no no but, but mo- yeah, it does take most longer.
1: million, the average millionaire it takes 30 about 30 years to become a millionaire because if you make sixty thousand dollars a year which is kind of 40 to like 80,000 is the average range of what most last artists make is mathematically impossible to take 60,000 60, know, and put four, half of that 40,000 in the bank every year. They're not going to do that. They, no one lives on 20, $30,000 a year, unless not they live with their mom or dad. Here, yeah. yeah. Especially LA. So if you're putting five, $10,000 a year, if you sit down and you start getting liquid like returns, so like 20, 10% returns, $500,
2: uh, uh, a, away, month? a month into savings, over a you know 30 20 to 30 20 years decades
1: you, you will then look kidding. at your bank account. If you're investing it too, it can't be just savings. As be investing. You'll look at your bank account and you'll have $1.2 million in your bank account because you were diligent. And as
2: you get older too and you make more money, you can put bigger lump sums in. Yeah. But that's the true millionaire. the I think idea, the allure is that, oh, you look on Instagram and these people have become millionaires in a year, yeah, two years. So that's not, what they'd like you to think. I,
1: I can count. I almost think in the last industry, this is something, I believe there's less than a handful of millionaires in the last industry.
2: Just because your business makes a million dollars making a, a millionaire and that's the thing. you see
1: these people go oh i made seven no if this year our our business combined will make over seven will be over a million dollars
2: however but we're not millionaires the bills i mean lashcon alone is was like seven hundred thousand i mean you know it's yeah so so you bring in that much but what are, what are your expenses yeah. yeah so honestly that's all like that's what all the
0: business side goes into it so a lot of people do that so again well my advice to that is like since we're talking about social media take it with a grain of salt Yeah, enjoy it use it as a social platform but don't use it as your basis to really like measure yourself don't compare yourself don't I would say don't even trust it fully you know completely (laughs) bravo with a grain of salt but really like get to know the people you're gonna trust especially people that are gonna coach you I can't say that enough make sure they're not just talking because they might have listened to a podcast or read one book make sure they've been through it Yeah. Like that's my best. Best advice when it you're picking a coach to help you. Cause I, again, I know a lot of people on media. It seems like they might be a great person to look up to, but they're really not. So yeah. Oh, <laughs> sure no.
1: Yeah. Your research, you
0: know, make sure you do your research. Make sure you know who you're working with. Ask for, um, you know, this, uh, this is one thing. Like somebody told me a long time ago when I was looking for a financial advisor and they said, well, ask your financial advisor for their books. Like, mm. how are they doing personally? Yeah. If they're not doing so great, what gives them the right to advise? Uh, yeah. There advise you answers, right? so it's kind of like the same thing and if anybody's that's truly like has made like is successful and stuff you should really ask for proof if you feel like you might not trust them
2: yeah no and I any think so coach is the same way if you hire a business coach and, and they've never like hired you know uh
1: yeah, that's the thing. I see a lot of coaching going on in business and they're like single practitioners teaching people how to build salons. I'm like, you never built a salon. Yeah. No offense. You might be a wonderful sweetheart who loves people and wants to give the best, but you've never hired anyone it's, yourself. It's kind of like
2: teaching people to swim from the book. I mean, yeah, if you don't know how to swim about. in the actual water, you know, you can tell them all about the book, but it's different when you actually get in the water. And
1: you don't necessarily have to be the best business owner to teach though. I will say that because I know like in sports often the best coaches aren't the best players. In fact, a lot of times the best players are just very average coaches or bad coaches. It's a different skill. It's a different skill to be able to teach. So you can be like, well, you know, business wasn't so good, but... I can teach business because I studied it, I learned it, yes, I, I, I yes. can, and I've seen results from my students and all that, so I can yes, see that. there is. Yes.
0: I totally agree, honestly. And again, teaching and having the art of something, I totally think it's a, two separate things. Yeah. You know, sometimes even just a lash artist, you can be an amazing yeah. lash artist, but it doesn't mean you're going to be an amazing teacher. You can be an right. average
1: lash artist and be an amazing teacher, right? Yes. I think that's possible. I don't think I you think have to so. be the yes, best lash artist on the planet to be a teacher. No, I think, so. I think as long as you know how to communicate and you're, teaching principles that are patience, right and all you that know,
0: yeah you have patience you know what you're looking for honestly um i've seen i've had some good educators actually that they've um been able to be good educators but they might not be as perfect as the service providers themselves yeah. but they know exactly what they're looking for although they can't do it but they know when to recognize it if somebody else is doing it too exactly. so I think that's the comparison to like the sports coach you guys yeah. were talking about as well so I, I, I definitely agree on yeah, that Yeah, hopefully
1: that's encouraging some people yeah. right now who maybe be like oh I can't be a trainer because well I'm not the best that's okay. That's okay. It's a different okay. skill, different. Okay. A different a different skill set. set. You might be a natural teacher. Yeah, I mean, that's a, a skill, skill set. Or more likely, you're going to have to learn how to teach. Yes. Just like you're going to learn how to be a salon owner, yes. learn how to be a lash you're now also going to have to learn how to teach because that's not an innate skill. You might have natural abilities, but I would encourage you, if you want to be a teacher, to start studying about teaching.
0: Yes, <laughs> yes. It's, it's different. Yeah, yeah they're Everything all different. Everything is a skill. And I personally believe like everybody can be whatever they want to be. So totally. but you just have to work on it, you know, nothing comes natural some no. people think being an entrepreneur or being a leader or being whatever it just comes naturally no, to them. no some such people, thing no such thing some no, people may scale. it may be easier for them they might have been through whatever throughout their life that it seems like it's more natural to them but it's because how what their life has shaped them to be that thing or that person so if you if people are listening and they do want it don't feel discouraged feel um, just know that you're gonna need to put in the work to become that thing that you really want yeah I
1: mean like I, we, I love love alona came on out from uh, revelation came onto our podcast and i don't think people realize how much sacrifice she did to get where she was everyone just sees now and go oh look at her she's got this beautiful lifestyle got the, shoes. got the nice clothes has this beautiful vacations. brand <laughs> and lives in a beautiful part of the laguna. Of, of laguna beach area and you go wow she just got was given to her like no she came on our podcast and shared like I lived in a one, like a studio apartment with her boyfriend, and he she made him um, they walk dogs, dogs <laughs> to make extra money. And they, I think they got rid of their cars. They literally ate ramen for like a year, wow. and they saved every dime they had. Like it, they saved like ninety thousand, I think, or something like that. And then they took that money and invested it into their brand. They bought the, they paid a company to create the brand, to create the images, to do everything. And then they launched their company yeah, and it's because it. they sacrificed so much. So it's really easy sometimes to look at someone and go, Oh, that 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 was easy for you. Silver spoon. Yeah. <laughs> silver spoon. And maybe there are some like that, but yeah. most of us we just got to hustle and, and adapt and pivot. Yeah, I think
0: there is a statistic most made because like, millionaires or billionaires are self-made. So. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> They're not, it's, they don't inherit it. Yeah. yeah.
1: Which is why I think most last artists, while I hope most of them can have wonderful, successful, wonderful careers, aren't going to make become that millionaire in five years, which I sometimes see our industry pushing, like take my training and you'll be a millionaire or take my millionaire mindset. And I'm like, yeah, let's That's, be realistic. No, nah, nah, come realistic. on. It, it's. If you can become a millionaire, but realize it's going to take time and energy, or you're going to have to completely change your game and build, bring more revenue. So, doing lashes and just working like you—if let's just make you hundred fifty thousand dollars your salary, you know that's going to take a while to become a millionaire because the $150,000 you have
2: expenses, bills, yeah. and all that. Yeah.
1: You're not going to yeah. put all that in the and bank. Okay. Or just
2: like becoming a master at something. It takes a minimum of 10,000 hours. Yeah. 10,000 hours to become great at something. So after two years, I mean, if you're not working full time, it's still going to take a while. You know? yeah.
1: yeah. Especially working part time. So everything just, and I think we have this Instagram instant gratification world and I think everything just slow down guys. So many of our yeah, listeners are 20, 30 something. Yeah. Guys, you got, you got 30, a lot 40 of time. years of life a lot of career time. to work hopefully you can build yeah, it and
0: balance, re- it. balance, it, balance yeah. it with your personal life yeah so you can
1: be with your kids so you can Enjoy go out on your weekends children,
2: they're only little ones yeah. you, know, you have the rest of your life to conquer the world and, Yeah, you know you too, you got a two month old
0: I do, I do. Yeah. and I have to remind that myself too actually building the salon back up too I look at that as a separate business honestly because I'm yeah. fully like rebuilding it and I don't want to be um, like personally managed or doing the things but in the meantime temper in our last team meeting I was like okay well you know what like again to save money because it's a brand new thing I'm launching now again um, I'm gonna do like X amount of hours to be like the salon manager and then as I was driving home I, at that day I got off I think 5pm my son the latest we can pick him up from his daycare is 6pm and I was gonna pick him up that day as I was driving I started feeling like antsy and like I couldn't wait and I just potty trained him so I couldn't wait to no. go see the first day like how did he do in school and then it hit me I was like you know what this is not worth it like and I had already committed to staying in for the lash hours. some days until 8pm and some days until 6pm and Saturdays here too and I'm okay like I I don't mind working I love what I do like I don't mind putting the work but when it came to sacrificing my Mm. personal time with the kids or family and it hit me I was like no 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 no. this is not worth it right now maybe down the line when they're older and they're not going to want to spend as much time with me I'll do that then but it's okay for now for me to find a different way and I was like okay what are my two options don't start the salon back up now i kind of don't want to do that because i just hired the girls and was my other option well suck it up with financially and hire a lash manager like early on don't wait like Mm -hmm. it'll cost me out of pocket with money maybe a little bit more but at least in a little bit long run um i'm not sacrificing my time for my kids and that was more important to me so that was my plan, if that helps anybody. Well, no, that's a anything. great
2: I just, idea. I really want to validate what you said as a mom, because I know a lot of us, and this is kind of a mantra that I and like And it's to hard, say, right? You know, we feel... Pulled, you have a lot of ambition You have a lot of uh, uh, ability yeah. uh, You're competent in what you do And you know that if you put your mind to it, you can do it However, I just want to remind people that there are seasons And this is me, you know mm-hmm. you know, Being older, uh, several steps down the, the road You know, my kids are older wiser. Yeah. <laughs> I just well, want to say That do not You're still going to feel young when your kids are grown right? But, <laughs> I hope so, so Yeah, that, you will. I promise you, you can't imagine it now But okay. you're going to feel exactly the same way When you're my age Uh, And you're The investment of your children Is never wasted because they're the only ones that call you mama. No, babies. And, and it's worth Okay, it. guys, so let's go. Yeah. I like, know. If you think about it, at the end of your life what you want it to be like, you are not going to be, oh, I wish I'd spent more time in my lash salon. It's not going to matter. You're going to say, know. I want my children around me. You're not going to be like, oh, pre- please bring me my Louis Vuitton purse and put it around my- as I die. No,
0: it's like. I love that. Honestly, like I said, I genuinely mm-hmm. love you guys for being so real and so honest with the reality of things and what really is important like value wise in life not mm. only in just yeah. materialistic and success
2: like money
0: yeah
2: <laughs> you invest in your family and if you're feeling like that uh, conviction you, you need to be there when they're little because what you're doing now by opening these files in their brains every single day you're the only one that has that special influence mm-hmm. so yeah. put the other stuff off it's going to be there Yes, it's gonna be there when you come. Yes, down. you're right. And
0: honestly, I I was scared of that initially when I decided to close the salon because again, COVID, yeah. pregnant, and a tiny baby. Yes, yeah, so but much. Look, now I, no, yeah. I want to get back into it. It's here. It's available. It's, it's working It's not like you lost any uh, steam. Yes. So, so. thank you. For and you're wiser for two now <laughs> too, right? Because
1: you know you've done it once. You know you can do it again. Yes. Definitely. So I think and it's do it better. Second and do it better. You're much smarter about it. Yeah. We 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 decide we're not to. We keep thinking, should we do it again? Should we do it again? 'Cause I know we would do it so differently, but I know that
0: was my dilemma too, but I decided I decided I am. Yeah. This was a, from a long time ago I've been wanting to do it and franchise it actually. Oh there you go. See so- because you have a game yeah. plan and that's the yes. same through
1: us. We went and looked at our longer plans and went I don't want it's to be. Ti- we don't it. want to be tied down to a location. We actually joked. We were meeting with our financial planner and like, so what do you guys want to be? I'm like, we want to be nomads.
0: Yeah, that's we- so <laughs> funny. Yeah. I have a website that I purchased. I'll sell it to you guys. Yeah, <laughs> ah, that's great. It's called Nomading Life. At oh, one point, I went really so I still have a Nomading Life. Yeah, no, so. we we okay, were like because
1: yeah, we, we know way. our kids are getting older now. They're gonna move probably different parts of the country. We're like. We wanna be able to go where they are, but not yeah, live I there. That. Yeah. So like if have one, the
0: flexibility. Yeah, and that's
1: why we pivoted and we knew this even five years ago. I want my be a media company, I want it all online because I want to be able to make money through media means online mm-hmm. as well as the event and the event by the way I can be anywhere in the country and produce the fund event I don't, and
0: then you just have to be there only those days
1: yeah the only thing that we needed is her lash business that's the only thing that was to holding us it. back to fund it or we used it to fund it but at one point we realized that chapter will probably yeah. close
0: yeah and it's probably temporary you know yeah. that's why I think it's so important for like you guys said people to look at the long game you plan. have to
1: yeah because yeah. if you're only thinking about next year then you're not going to make smart decisions that are going to help you get where you want to be in five years like now for your family you'll you pivot <laughs> like we did not plan to close our our our, our you know salon. salon but we did have plans to do something after the salon already we already had started the podcast had already got last con in mind all we were thinking we need to start doing more media and stuff like that so that was just beginning to grow and then when we closed salon, I just kind of Really pushed harder, made it grow faster. So, and that's because we had a longer term idea of what we wanted to do. it Wasn't set. I love that. But we knew that was what we wanted. And even more now, we're like, okay, we're 100. We, our idea is like, we want to live in Hawaii for a few months, and then we (laughs) want to be with one child and their grandchildren, and then be live with near our other child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where we'll just be nomads. We'll just be bouncing around where our children live. Yeah, and that's that for us. That's the kind of business we have to build. So you can't build a brick and mortar Order, which is why we decide now we're not going to go to yeah, the salon. that
0: makes sense. I love that. And I think the lesson from this too is um, it's okay, like we said, to pivot. Yep. Okay and it's to pivot. okay to um, say goodbye to certain things Absolutely. and move on. And, and, yeah. and everything happens for a reason. See, maybe that's the push you guys needed to be like, okay, so salon's not our thing. We have yeah. something better. Or It was a silver lining. There's
2: always a silver yes. lining in any tragedy or disappointment. And you yeah. think
1: it's the worst thing that happened for us when we closed the salon. Literally, I thought, this is the worst day of my life.
2: <laughs> ugliest <laughs> I, that we've and, ever had. And
1: now. our and but the weirdest thing, the day after the we drove, we d- we, t- we tested some clients, and I was like selling stuff, closing things, doing, helping our staff to transition to be their own employers because they are the or staff. Because we said, you guys are all basically all the clients and you can yeah, start your own I'm business. So same. I was, I was <laughs> helping like eight, nine people, no, no, 12 people start their own businesses. Wow. And so I, I was really working hard. on But that said, I remember driving home the next day and we smiled. We <laughs> like were...
0: a lot of pressure. All, all the pressure was, was shoulders, gone. Shoulders, now we yeah. had
1: to do other new pressures building because <laughs> we had to like find a way to pay bills and do stuff. But... The weight of the salon was off our back. It's like
2: being a compressed sponge and then all of a sudden not having that weight on you. Yeah, yeah so you knew it was the right thing. It was
1: the, we said, you know, this doesn't feel bad. I mean, while well, it's, you know, it there's hurts, a but- sense of failure <laughs> yeah, and a sense Stings. of feeling bad about it. But at the same time, I was like, wow, we don't have to. Uh, all that weight, all that pressure is gone. It was, it was actually the weirdest surprise. Yeah, uh, to to wow. close the chapter in our life, really a failure, and then to feel peace. Yeah, yeah, no,
2: that was the best thing for me personally because I, I recognized that my worth wasn't in, didn't lie in the success of the business. It was who I am with my family and with, with my God. And, I love that. And that, yeah. that was, that's, our faith, our faith has really
1: kept us going.
2: Yeah. So, um, to me, it was like an extra boost that, boost that the world can fall around apart me, but it is still well with my soul. I so, love yeah. that that yeah. you
0: found yourself and your peace no matter what what's yeah.
1: going on yeah. in the external. Yeah. And we, we were ready. I thought, oh, these next months are going to be the worst days of our life. I'm going to cry every day. <laughs> and after that initial cry that first loss we didn't cry after <laughs> no, that I, yeah. it was more like okay peace. this is peace okay good we can get out of this we can get out of that we can fix this we can start dreaming about other stuff and the podcast really began to take off for us because at that point that became our thing like and we go, can really wow. grow our influence and become fun and um, so we haven't looked back I mean it's been it's well, been a congratulations shock congratulations yeah. for yeah. being on
0: such an exciting path yeah. um, <laughs> but I think we're good on time I yes. love the whole full circle I can't wait to see what else you guys do doing what you accomplish oh, thank you. hopefully yeah, like you know. I'll, in like a couple of years I can see you guys in different places I'm like yeah.
2: can I can I? <laughs> I so appreciate the invitation to share our story and I hope that it has been helpful for your listeners so
0: helpful so inspiring so real honestly one of the best guests I've had for this podcast to share so many lessons in business that people sometimes don't talk about or yeah. rarely talk about yeah. um, and we you know truly like getting into it with zero experience and fully learning everything in full circle now te- like coaching and helping other people with your programs and your things yeah so thank you so much I oh, appreciate thank it. you but Absolutely. last word a piece of advice that you yeah. guys can give our uh, words of encouragement you guys can give our listeners and we'll close with that
1: words of encouragement gosh there's a
2: billion different First things thing that comes to your mind don't know I, what yeah, they they say. Go. i would say focus focus on your family don't sacrifice their needs or um, maybe what would be a short term game? Wow! Look at look at long term. I love it. I yeah. love
0: it.
1: Okay. And, I, and I really think patience. Two <laughs> two things. I'm we'll gonna to two because they, they both kind of couple each other really Fine, well. You can say two. Yeah, <laughs> patience is 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 your best friend because if you realize that everything's gonna take time. Then you're not going to panic. You're not going to, you know, you're not going to, if things don't work out, you're like, that's okay. I knew it wasn't always, everything wasn't going to work out. It's good. I have patience. I can work through this. I can withstand the test. I'm strong. I know that things take longer than they usually plan. And I'm, I'm okay. I'm as long as every day you're making a step forward, you're, you're moving towards your goal, right? I
0: for that. Honestly, it's like, be happy with where where you are, enjoy the process and work on getting more or progressing but just enjoy the process literally just literally one day and step at a time and so
1: that patience is so important because if you don't have patience then you're gonna be hard yourself you're gonna get disappointed you're gonna be depressed you're gonna beat yourself up oh that didn't happen when i wanted or that didn't do this or that and and you're just your worst enemy become your own critic and and so learning to have that patience is really important then the second one is like the counterpart act fast (laughs)
0: like
1: man when you have an idea and you have a chance to try something test it don't, don't it doesn't plan it doesn't forever perfect
2: you don't have to wait until it's perfect no just don't do it
1: man j- i sure. we we've so often in our life when we've made big moves it's not because we plan for 10 years to make that move when we said the podcast we're like let's do the podcast all right next month we recorded it. like
2: it wasn't like it's not we're well, we gonna get ready there's lots of ums and we look oh, back it and it's so embarrassing it's <laughs> but you just do it
1: you just do it Lashcon, same thing we were like you know what? We should do a conference. So what did I do? I, I right away called the hotel and booked it. And then I didn't have anything it. in place. I had no wow. speakers. I had no money. I had nothing. I just signed a contract and borrowed. That's right. I borrowed money from uh, um, some our, our kids because at that point, <laughs> no, no, because our salon had collapsed. We were in the middle of all this salon crazy so we didn't need extra money from the salon. I was paying the lawyers. I was paying all this I can stuff. Only so I literally went to our two kids. I said, "Look, <laughs> you know this is embarrassing." I
2: gave you? I yeah,
1: know, but, I know Well, they were both working, so I just said, "Look, I, I'm going to give you an opportunity. I need." money you know all our money is tied up in this lawsuit right now so can i borrow money for a deposit for the hotel and they both said and i wow. said i will i think i did i double it i might have doubled it or gave them like 50 percent wow, no that's
0: a good loan it God. was a good loan it was, good. it
1: was a one-year loan it was <laughs> like i'll pay you as soon as Lash con happens i'll pay you It wasn't double this was thing was like a 30 40 percent interest rate whatever it was so um yeah they gave me the money i went to the hotel Paid the you know, deposit? honestly, I
0: admire that too because it takes a lot for a parent to oh, even yeah. ask help from a from from a child, or like just know that you believe in yourself enough, or you're like, okay, just. Yeah. There's no <laughs> way that we can default
2: on this. There's yeah. no we way. We can't default. No.
1: So that's the thing. We acted. And, and you know what? You learn in the, I say action brings clarity. So as you do things that are out of your comfort zone, you begin to find out, oh, that doesn't work. Oh, that does work. Oh, that did work. You know, you learn the problem. Is so many people, and I see this in our industry and in any business, people plan, 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 Until plan, plan, and they never do and they anything. Never do anything. I, I talked to a coaching company recently and said, how many of your students succeed? Really enact and do what you said. Fifteen so percent. Yeah, fifteen percent. The other fifteen percent kind of dabble. Colleges
0: and universities—that's the graduation rate. You guys know that, right? Yeah. Like, oh so they're assessed.
1: So many that. people don't act; they just plan and okay. hope and this dream. This is the
2: hardest thing for me. I'm just going to say this. It's like I learned this from him. Yeah. He would say, "Okay, we're going to go paint the house now. You have fifteen minutes to pick the paint." And I'd be like, "What?" Oh my no, gosh. she wanted years to pick you know, the paint. But pain. he's like, tuss if you don't like it, we can change it." Yeah. Honestly, that's great
0: advice, and I did actually personally learn that lesson along the way of me wanting to become like a leader. Yeah, um, that was the thing. it was, Is I think it's it's actually a practice. It's um, it's uh what uh, an exercise. It's yeah, an exercise people can do is just uh, force yourself to make decisions within thirty seconds. Yeah. Yes. So if somebody tells you, "Okay, what do you want to eat?" Make sure you just say quickly, like whatever, yeah. it, whatever is. it is. Don't yeah. Don't overthink it, and well, I think good. Yeah, good. and th- that's an exercise that everybody can work on to become become better decision makers and i think that's a very huge skill for people who want to be leaders and entrepreneurs mm-hmm. to, to master because you are going to have many fires you need to fight and if you can't make a split quick decision and just run with it and be and okay go with, with it. it yeah it's you're gonna you're, you're gonna, gonna stagnate yourself yeah. you're, gonna sta- mean,
1: you're not gonna go anywhere i mean it happens all the time I, I learned this basically working in film and making these little films i did short films i made is that you, you're hit up every second someone's what do you want to do with this? What color? What do you want with this? What of this? I Every know, second is yeah. like, you can't not be like, I need 10 hours to think about yes. that. You just got to do it. You just got to go black. Yes. No, take that hat off. Um, the, that Let's rewrite that script. That's page one. Let's go back and go back to the original. You just make a decision exactly. and you go and with it's it. It is
0: an exercise. It is. Some people think, well, I'm not a good decision maker. I'm not this, but it really, everything is a habit. It's practice. It's, practice. it's, <laughs> it's just really building that skill. It's a skill to yeah. make fast decisions. So, those of you that think, oh, I'm not a good decision maker, I may not be a good leader or this or that, false. Yeah, <laughs> You can be, just practice,
1: You can learn, you it's know, like it anything. Is. You're gonna learn to, to hire, you gotta learn by practice. Yeah, You wanna learn how to run a business, you gotta become a leader, all this stuff, same thing here. If you yeah. wanna learn to make decisions, you to practice right yeah. you just got it. and like i said clear or action brings clarity as you make bad decisions yeah. you'll realize up oh, that wasn't Let's, the right uh, one i'm not going to do that one again and i'm not going to hire that way again i'm not going to run my business that way and we're not going to do this or that so yeah you learn through the action and that's why patience is great because it tells you on one side it takes time. Just work it. Mm-hmm. Move forward, and then action. And don't be so hard on yourself. Yeah, but action. Just make make sure though, every day you're taking action and not delaying and planning for the rest of your life because you'll never get anywhere. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, that's that. I that's, I that's totally my two agree. bits, the two polar opposites <laughs> there. But hopefully, that now, right, yeah. I-
0: okay thanks. so thanks. i could talk to you guys forever as you yeah. can see i look <laughs> like-minded hard-working individuals so again thank you so so much for your time for coming out for speaking sharing your story so much advice so much knowledge i don't think you guys even realize how much you contributed even with all oh. the little mistakes you guys overcame for <laughs> <to> our <laughs> listeners because these are lot. things now it's like oh you know i know these because we've been through it but yeah. a lot of people that haven't and are thinking about it it's gold to them so thank yeah. you so much for sharing yeah. all that and your time and thanks for this to be here it's so cool and i can't wait to connect again down yeah. the line yes thank absolutely you thank you, <laughs> thank, <Bye> you. Guys. <laughs> <Bye>. <laughs> thank you for listening please rate and review this podcast follow and engage with us on social media under the yegi project and if you're interested in being a guest email info at the
1: and don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on any future episodes